If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I saw the sun. It opened up my eyes. I saw the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, probably the... Yeah. What grade were Greatest we? song I've ever what seen. What grade were we in? What? What? When that happened? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, that was uh, junior high for me. Yeah. Is that, that right, Joe? That was junior high for me. I can't remember. I can't picture. It my- had to be junior high. Yeah, I was probably like seventh grade. Okay. Oh, realizing really? like freshman year. You guys, remember this. This is the sphere of honesty. There's no lying in here, okay? Raise your hand if you like Ace of Base. I mean... I remember playing that song. Me and Adam. One of those guilty pleasures. But then again, me and Adam are half high. We're pretty, yeah, we like that kind of weird stuff. It's funny. Someone told me the other day, because I listen to all kinds of music, okay? There's music I work out to, and there's music I do cardio to. I got my cardio music on. I'm training my client, who's, he's gay, good guy, love him to death. And he's listening to my music, and I got my music I train clients to, and he's like, he goes, you like, you like gay music. I'm like, what yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny when and a gay guy like, said that to you. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you it. like he called music. you out. He's like, it's gay music. I said, listen, don't fucking put your stamp on shit. Okay, it's great, like you guys already don't own, mushroom stamp. You this. guys already own the rainbow. Like now, nobody can fucking yeah. like rainbows a lot. I, I like the rainbow. This music is fine. It's not gay. And he's like, yes, yeah. it is. So he walks over to my phone. I sw- I'm not making this shit up right now. There's this one song. I can't remember what the name of it is. But I, I got the song. I didn't get the album. I got the song because you listen to the song. You're like, this is a sick dance song, right? The <laughs> album it comes on. Not making this up. It's got a picture of a dude in a cowboy hat, no shirt on, and it says, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you were listening that's to? That's what he, that's, that he went over, and now it just so happened to be that song. And he's mm-hmm. like, really? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn oh, it. That says a lot. So you like uh, secretly like- uh, I'm, I am gay except for the dick part. Uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not cool with that. I like like if, like I mean, if, I've seen like a lot of glitter on you. Huh? <laughs> I wondered about that. You're because yeah, I have a uh, six-year-old daughter. Glitter wearer. Huh? Uh, glitter wearer. You know what's funny? I just, you know what just came to me right now? This what? is crazy. Mm. So huh. I've learned a lot from listening to you, Adam. <laughs> things to do, things not to do. <laughs> and uh, you know, you you put me in this uh, this interesting train of thought. I bet you, if you went to like a pool party or something like that, and you had glitter on, and you're a dude, and you were good looking, and everything. I bet that would work. Well, it's hmm. not a bad tactic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not like a ton of glitter, but like strategically placed <laughs> glitter. I bet would work. Like, what is that? You know what I'm it's saying? It's my disco ball. Yes, it's it, <laughs> disco, it, it, disco. You know, it's, it's yeah, put glitter on your nuts. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a decent theory. Uh, we would have to put that to test, though, because I haven't tried that. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I get caught with glitter on me, I get like the 10th. Well, that's the strip club. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Girls asking you, like, why do you have glitter on yeah, your face? Exactly. You're like, honey, yeah. I was riding my unicorn earlier. <laughs> Duh. <Hello>. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Just when Sal couldn't get gayer. Oh, yeah. Talks about unicorns. Yeah. Uh, me and Adam worked out in the same gym today. In the same gym. Yeah. You know what, though? Uh, we don't ever usually work out guys together. Can I just tell you how excited? Justin, wow. did you tell Justin about what's going on at Burnell? Burnell. Oh, Burnell, tell me shit. You didn't Bur- text me all day. I was yeah. upset. The Burnell gold. You know, come on. He's hanging out with me sometimes. <laughs> you guys are behind on the Marco Polo. I'm on the, I think I did the last two Marco Polos. I said, Marco, Marco. Oh, Nobody you did it? Polo. Yeah, yeah. You guys are behind oh. on that. So I Burnell is putting in, what, four? Oh, no, six, I think. Really? Yeah. Six platforms with rubber plates. What? Yeah. 
Yes. Olympic. And they're going to let you like drop the weights? Yes, dude. Now, no. I don't, I'm not saying this no because I have a massive gently, ego. Gently, you know, squat it down yeah. like, like crickets. No, I'm going to drop that shit. Yeah. I'm not saying this because I have a big ego, but I think Mind Pump is the reason why they did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. You, well, know, you know why I'm saying that? We'll we, claim it. We've been getting tagged a lot on Instagram on like, muscle you know building uh like sites and stuff talking about like gut flora and inflammation and fasting for muscle and people are tagging us and they're like mind pump said it first <laughs> so now i'm getting a big head you know i love I mean? it like yeah, we're, yeah. we're the ones driving it well we did kind of call it like we a, win. a year ago you know that we, hey listen the stuff that we talk about is going to watch it start to slowly make its way into the fitness industry. they have to you can't deny it now mm-hmm. there's there's too much there's you can't too much, deny it. Yeah, you can't. You, there's too much. There's too much. That's very good right there, actually. Yeah. There's too much science coming out on it, man. Uh, you know, which reminds me of something that I want to talk about today. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why that remind me of it, but um, I've, I've noticed this, and I don't know if it's just because it's January or whatever, but I, I catch these, uh, the people working out, got people, and I, when I say people, I'm talking about people that I know um, that work out. And I, you know, I watch and kind of pay attention to, you know, their, their program that they do. And it, it always seems to be the same, somewhat or just with different maybe machines mixed in. And there's there's a handful of things that just are that stand out to me that I just I'm floored by, which one uh, and we mentioned this a little bit the other day. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do splits, which to, I sometimes do a split because I'm bored, or whatever like that. So I get it. I do them when I try and be Jean Claude. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when I try to lose muscle, that's when I yeah. do them. Anyway, well, uh, there, there's there's certain <laughs> there's certain movements that just should not not be in your program, and I see all this like poor program design, and I, I want to walk up and ask everybody, but it's not my style to do that. But I just I'm dying to know. Like who gave that to you? Who told you that's a good that's a good way to bro, muscle infection? Right? Bro. I don't know, man. It's a, what a great what a great topic because right right now people are listening and they're thinking, oh, you mean just the exercises you pick? That is if okay programming. What we're talking about right now is programming, right? Okay? Which is different. That's the problem. Is that there's right. a difference between picking different exercises every day and actually designing a program? Right. So programming. Think of a programming uh, computer. The ones and zeros are exercises and weight. How you put them together is your program. That's what makes the program work. This is how programming is for for fitness. And this is where the expertise comes into play. This is the complicated part. The rest of it's actually pretty basic. But the putting it together aspect of it is very complex. And that's where you get a lot of the... That's where experienced people with lots of knowledge can put together... Something with the same exercises as something else, but it'd be extremely effective. It's all about the programming. And if you look at the things that you can manipulate to change or develop programming, the exercises that you do is like one tiny line. Yeah, That's actually a very small part of it. Um, the There's a lot of other shit that goes underneath it when it comes to putting something together. Yeah, they all affect each other. I mean, it's it's I, to me, it reminds me a lot of um, like a really good recipe. You know, the, everybody, um, I, there's good places now to look online where you see like allrecipes.com or something like that, where everybody like puts a rating for it. Um, but the thing is, like, it really, all the ingredients are there, but it's all in the measures and the amounts and the way you mix it and, you know, all these contributing factors, how, you know, how long it's in the oven, like blah, blah, blah. Same thing with fitness and programming. I mean, it really just depends on, 
the fitness professional that's putting it together to make sure that they've accounted for all these variables and how they interact with each other. Right. And I think if that's you- That's a great analogy, actually. It's an excellent It's a great analogy because I'm thinking right in my head right now, I'm thinking like, you know, some people can just bake the shit out of a cake. Mm-hmm. And so everybody knows it's eggs, flour, sugar, <laughs> right? Some ba- It's yeah. basic, right? Some people have flat cakes. But like exactly. That. It's flat-ass cakes, shitty-tasting cakes, chalky cakes. Like, yeah. it's not that simple. There's a way to put everything together. There's a way to mix it. That's a great analogy because it is, it is that way. It, and that the problem is people think it is as simple as just baking a cake, which here's the, the recipe. Here's the things that you're supposed to, to use. And so they just start putting it all together. And, and you know what? When you're done like that, if you just put eggs, flour, sugar, everything together and you throw it in the oven, it's going to turn out somewhat like a cake you know it'll be yeah. it'll be kind of like that well mo- most pro- like most programs like i see they have the fucking eggshell in there they have the box of flour with <laughs> yeah. the flour <laughs> that's that's i mean i'm not exaggerating that's literally the difference yeah. let me give you an example okay first of all there's a lot of factors that go into programming exercise is only one of them how many reps you do how you perform the reps the intent of the repetitions the order of the exercises the order of the exercises on a week scale, on a on a month scale, and on a tri month scale, right. the uh, the amount of weight that you lift. I don't know if I said that one already. Um, rest uh, periods. I mean, yeah, I was going to say how fatigued you are after you go through this process. So yeah. many factors and things that you can manipulate and put together. It's it's mind blowing, but that's what makes an effective routine. The exercises are just the exercises are are part of it, but that's the most basic. Like everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's everything else that's difficult. Let me give you an example. So, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, programming like CrossFit programming and programs like that where they take different aspects of fitness and they try and combine them all at once. When you understand how the human body adapts, you understand that uh, you can't program that way. You can't program exercises that way. Like if I want to give you more endurance and I want to give you more explosive power, what I'm not going to do is have you do uh, you know, Olympic lifts and then do long distance run and come back and do more Olympic lifts and then do another long distance run. Um, cause we're not, we're not, we're not getting what we're, what we right. want, what we want. All we're doing is getting endurance. You're just in survival mode. Really. <laughs> right. Yeah. The way you would do that, the programming aspect of it is I would have specific workouts where you're just focused on power and we're not trying to get fatigued. Yeah. Then we would have specific workouts so where we're focusing on endurance. Exactly. It's not only measurable, but the body works, it adapts and works that way. Yeah. And in order to get the body to do what it wants, you have to you have to understand how it reacts and adapts. If we had unlimited, you know, recovery ability, unlimited ability for our bodies to, you know, change and, and uh, accrue damage, then it would be easy. I would just literally take everything I want, put it all in one six hour workout, and do it every single day. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be a machine. Well, this is the big problem that I had with uh, running boot camps. You know, I run I ran boot camps for for many years all over the Bay Area. And the part that I had such a hard time now for a trainer, it was a great business move, right? I could get all these people into one class or one group and uh, charge them a, a, a very minimal monthly rate. And I only got to spend an hour working, uh, training them and I can do 20 to 50 people at one time and make a lot of money. So financially and business wise, it's like this great move. Uh, and a lot of trainers kind of evolve that way. You start off with like, you know, private sessions and you realize, hey, if I start grouping all these people together, you know, maybe it's a good idea business wise, but it would just eat away at me inside because I'm looking at all these people and I'm like, man, maybe three or five of these people, this fits what I'm just doing right now really well, you know, for what their goals are and what we're doing today. And then I look at all the rest of it. I'm like, God, I, I should be doing this with him. She should be yeah. doing this. And the, and you just can't quite do that. I don't care how great of a trainer are. You, you can't take a group setting 
and you can't implement all these ideal, uh, you know, modalities for each individual person based off of their goals. And that's where, for me, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore, regardless of the uh, the money and stuff like that. I said, I can't. It's it's driving me nuts because it's not good programming. And I feel like two people are um, they 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 decided this is a great topic for January too. I'm thinking about this because. <clears throat> You have so many people right now that are rushing to the gym or wherever it is that they're going to get their fitness on, and they all kind of have this like vague goal. And I feel like establishing your goal is the first step. You got to really understand your goal. Well, and you can't write a program for something you don't know what your goal exactly. is. Exactly. And, and I think the reason why uh, so many of these like group classes and and CrossFits and boot camps and type of uh, mentality are successful is because a lot of people are unsure of that. You know, they don't know how to de- define their goal. They just say, I want to get in shape. Well, I just have to, yeah, I just have to get to the gym. Yeah, yeah and I want to get in shape. And that's the argument is that, well, yeah, you could run a boot camp, you could run cross, and you can get in shape. But you, most people, if they really were to dissect their goals, most people have more specific goals than just getting in shape. They have a part of their body they want to focus on or they want, they want to look a certain shape or they want to look a certain way or they want to perform a certain way. And when you have specific goals like that, that's where this the program design becomes so important. And all these group type of training classes, that's the part that that's why there will never, ever, 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 ever be group training that will ever trump, you know, individualized. It can't. It's yeah. it'll no, never it can't do it. It'll it can't never. I tell you what, you, um, when it comes to you know being a personal trainer, good trainers. They understand biomechanics. They understand proper form and technique. They understand muscle recruitment patterns. They understand how to correct, uh, uh, you know, imbalances. That's a good trainer. The best trainers know that, and they also understand specific programming. Yeah. Specific programming is a very, it's it's much more rare than in, than a great trainer who knows how to, for for example, correct muscle imbalances. And that's already rare. You know, it's already difficult to find a tra- going to walk in a gym, pick one random person, and you know, have them be able to do a proper assessment, correct imbalances, and, and you know, understand muscle recruitment patterns. That's already relatively rare. But to find one that understands proper programming is very difficult because their idea of programming usually is this group of exercises works this muscle group, this group of exercises works this muscle group, and so on. And then they just say, well, we're going to work this muscle. I'm going to pick from these this mm, category of exercises. Options, yeah. Right. They don't understand. Well. They don't understand the rest of it. That that reminds me of a post that we just commented on recently where somebody talked about, you know, hip thrust being a worthless exercise, you know, and I got the angle they were coming from because they're, you know, some girl is showing it to, you know, work your butt. And we all know that, you know, deadlifting or squatting is by far superior for working the butt or training, building the butt than some simple hip thrust. But... You know, I utilize that a lot with clients that have a really hard time engaging their butt because they're so quad dominant. They have a hard time getting that that posterior chain involved, and so it's a great movement like that for the whole mind muscle connection concept. That's good. End of res- end of range of motion resistance. You get to squeeze the glutes. Boom! I can feel them. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I'll I'll sometimes right. use that to pre exhaust somebody's glutes before they go into squats, so they've got that that they know where they're supposed to feel it when they get into right. their squats. That's a type of program design. That's a way, that's a time where, and that's why it's hard to say if you saw a trainer doing that for you'd be like, oh, I can't believe he's doing that with her. Well, you don't know what the fuck I'm doing. How do you know that? My client has no has no idea how to activate their glutes, and they're constantly pushing off with their quads and the ball of their feet when they're actually doing their squats. Well, programming is is the reason why uh, MAPS Anabolic has been so successful. This is why people are seeing ridiculous results doing it is because of the programming. Because the exercises in there 
They're not like new and invented exercises. It's because it's very specific and targeted. The formula. It's the formula. And if they think, and check this out, you know, we have a lot of people now enrolled in the program. If you think that's the programming and that was amazing, you just wait till you see what's coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, We, it it was, uh, I felt, I I feel like this is like when Steve Jobs, uh, you know, unveiled the, the iPhone. The iPhone or something like that. Right. Like the, the engineering, basically, <laughs> that went into it. You saw the computer. About. You saw yeah. the Mac computer. It's cool. That, yeah. It's cool. The iPhone yeah. is the shit. Yeah. Come yeah. yeah. Change change everything. Now right? you can oh, do this. But yeah, the, the, when it comes to, to good programming, the way you feel um, is so different. Like if, like if you just work out, you're new. It's January. You just started going to the gym. Uh, and you work out in a group class or you do it on your own. You're probably aiming to feel fatigued, tired, exhausted, and sore. So you're probably leaving and saying, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. That was such a hard workout. That was a good workout because because a lot of people good will take and I'm gonna get sore everywhere. Yeah, people take hard and they think that's good. Like, oh my god, I can barely walk. I just started my workout. It's gonna be so awesome. That's incorrect. The, that's not what you should aim for. Good programming. You should actually feel good and energized right. after after the workout and the day after the workout. A little bit of soreness will be there probably, but you'll feel good. Like you'll know right away. Like, wow, I feel. Really good. Yeah, like charged. We actually had someone make a comment about that exact same thing. And this was a young lady on the forum who was following the program. And she... She was all confused because she didn't feel killed. Like, they didn't kill her. She's experienced. She's been working out for a while. She she lifts weights. So she kind of knows what she's doing. She did the program. She goes on the forum after the first workout and goes, um... She goes, I'm a little confused. She's like, I'm hoping I did this right. But, you know, I feel... I don't really feel like it was that hard. I felt kind of feel like I could have, could have done more. I feel like I could have done yeah, more. Right, uh-huh. uh, you know, I felt a lot of energy afterwards. So you know, because she's like, I'm not wasted, and so of course everybody on the forums like, no, 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 just chill out, wait, see what happens, whatever. <laughs> Second weekend, PR. She PR'd on on I think two exercises yep. of all time, like lifted more than she'd ever lift before. Second week, <laughs> so it just goes to show. So right? many and times she was, I've she heard was like the a thir- same story. thirteen years. I think she thirteen or fifteen years. She's oh, been lifting. Or a long, a long time. time. Yeah, long time. She's been lifting. Yeah, proper proper programming is extremely rare, but you know when you have it. Well, and too, like I think a lot of people think that they need to add some sort of conditioning element if they're trying to strength train. You know, they feel they should they need to cut rest periods. You know, they make got to make it harder and more intense by doing that. But what are you really training your body to adapt to at that point? I mean, you're 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 taking away from the process of trying to work on these strength training exercises. Now you're trying to you're 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 flooding the system, telling it now we got to adapt to you know conditioning, endurance elements, and now I have all that sort of convoluting everything. Right, because if you were going to do conditioning. You would do it in its own phase. That's it. You would do it targeted with unless, proper programming. Yeah, unless that's the the goal. The target is is muscle conditioning. Right. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that if that's your it. goal, then you you have specific and targeted programming for that particular goal. That's the way you got to look at it when yeah. you're designing your workout or when you're looking at your workout. You want to think what your goals are, and then you want to take your goals and you want to break them down into smaller goals, and take those goals and break them into smaller goals, and then specifically target those small goals. Because if you hit those those goals individually, if you focus on individual you know, parts of adaptation with the body, then you're going to get the big picture. Everything's going to come together. And that's the best way uh, you know, to, to put things together. Well, yeah, I bring that up just, just because I know like, it's not just cross. It's like it's curves. It's a lot of these things they do. They do the, as these circuits and you know, it's great. And initially your body's adapted to this new thing, but then that's what 
it is from then on out. And then people get really frustrated because, you know, nothing's changing. Well, I had a, I had a guy come up to me in class recently at Orange Theory and he tells me, um, he says, man, Adam, I've been doing this for like a year and uh, I don't get it. Like I, I, I'm freaking balls to the wall when I'm in here. I'm, I come consistently four or five times a week. I, I eat pretty good and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I want, how do I, I want to look like you. How do I look like you? And I said, well, dude, I, do you ever see me in here? <laughs> I don't train that way. You could probably kick my ass up and down this floor in here. I mean, if I got on that rower with you, I got on that treadmill, I got on those, you would smoke me. Cause, but that's not my goal. My goal isn't to say I'm the best at Orange Theory. That you know, I my goal was to look a certain way, and of course, performance matters and flexibility and things like that, and being functional. But ultimately, I'm trying to build a physique. I'm trying to look a certain way. So my program is very not, specific. Yeah, very specific. It's nothing like maybe we there's a handful of these movements that you do and I do, but I perform them completely different. You guys do that in this circuit manner where you're trying to burn as many calories and it's all endurance and stamina type based where, you know, my workouts are, you know, and depending on where I'm in my program, strength based or power based or hypertrophy based, it's always changing and it's always changing based off of what my goals are aesthetically since that's how I'm driven aesthetically. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind, but you can't beat yourself up either. I mean, you're busting out. You're great at this class, but if your goals were different, then you know that yeah. you probably should visit that. If you want to promote change, you got to do something different. I mean, it's a pretty logical thing to think about. Right. But uh, yeah, it's there's very specific, you know, like so the adaptation process, right? You know, we usually like to think of it as more of a three to four, maybe five week process. Um, so allow yourself to adapt to that. And then, you know, right before you get to that point where the plateau happens, like you're changing it up and keeping it fresh. And and when you do it that way, you also have the added benefit of not getting bored. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, cause you're focused on a specific target and a specific goal. Like I'm focusing on the next three weeks on, you know, maximal strength or, okay, the next three weeks I'm focusing on, you know, explosive power or whatever. You are, uh, you're training for a specific goal. You're seeing numbers move. You're seeing yourself progress. It's very targeted, very specific. Then you switch to something else, ask different demands upon the body, but train with, you know, with targeted programming and watch your body change again. And then you go through, you know, four or five of these, uh, you know, these, these, these targeted, you know, programs, and then you can cycle back around. Yeah. And you know what ends up happening? Each time you do that, it's you like improve. a stepladder. It's yeah. like a stepladder each time. It's almost... I used to call this uh, the principle of perpetual uh, progress. Okay? PPP. Pa, 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 pa. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I didn't trademark that because it's kind of hard to say it three times fast. But um, <laughs> principle. Now, Penis. of course, you're not going to progress perpetually. That's impossible. I wish it were possible. However, many of us, including those of us who've been training for you know a decade or longer, who really know what we're doing, there's still more that we can get out of our bodies. There's always a little bit that you can kind of squeeze out. And I've never met anybody or I've met very few people that have really met their genetic potential because there's a lot of limiting factors. And one of them is, is programming. It just, it just one, is. It's probably one of the biggest, let's be honest. There's, I, and I want to elaborate a little bit on what Justin said, because I think it's a, an important topic uh, inside of this topic, which is, you know, Inception. finding, finding that, that sweet spot of, after this. of adaption and plateau. You know, and, you know, to me, that's what we're searching for. We're, we're, we're always trying to get to the point where you feel the body adapt and kind of figure it out, but not to the point where it's figured out so well that you're not seeing any progress or change anymore. So 
that's not that easy. Yeah. That's not just as simple as saying, okay, well then what's the, how many weeks should I do this? Especially once you get good at it, you know, you don't want to switch over right as you started to figure it out. That to me, that is the the biggest point to make is we all, we all liked, and I've said this before, we all love to do exercises that we're good at. Let's, and and the ones that we're not good at that we're focusing on were the goal is to get better at it. Right. And then the hardest thing to do, but the best thing to do is right as you are starting to get good at it is to transition out of it. Because that's what's, what's happened is the body is now becoming adapted. So you are getting some new muscle that you've built and you're getting used to this movement. And just before it gets to the point where the body is no longer responding or growing or changing from it, you're on to the next. Mm-hmm. And one, that's, uh, one that's little, tough to do. One flag for me or one alert for me is when I'm training and I hit a PR. If I hit a PR in a lift, and that's because I'm, I'm really performance oriented, but when I hit a PR, I know immediately that the following week is going to be uh, changed. My program is going to be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my target will be changed because um, if I continue to push for more and more PRs, if I get excited like, oh, I lifted more than I ever have before, get hurt. then I either you hurt yourself or you plateau or you go backwards. I'll end up going backwards. I've done it millions of times. I'll hit a plat- I'll hit a you know a new deadlift record for myself. And, you know, uh, I said this a million times, I train people better than I train myself because inside my brain, I have, you know, ego and stupid. So I go in and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it again. I feel good. I know I could break it by five pounds. I don't. I either hit the same weight or less. And then the following week, I'm weaker. Well, because yeah, I already did it. Let's be honest. When, when you say that, we're all like that because we're we're always flirting with the boundaries. When you're training a client, you kind of know the rules and regardless of what they want to do, you're right. directing it. And so, you know, like, you know, I'm sure they might have been able to get away with another week or two doing that, but I know it's best for us to transition. Oh, where when totally. it's, when it's yeah. ourselves, you're always flirting with those boundaries. And I, I'm, I don't know how many times I've done exactly what you, what you just said is I hit a PR and then I'm like, oh, I just want to try one more you're time. Like, I know I could do I, more. I, I, yeah, I wanna, that. Was, that came up so easy. I want to do it one more time. And then what ends up happening is, you know, the second or third time that I made that attempt after I hit that PR, now I'm doing 30 to 50 pounds less on that and I'm seeing myself regress. And a lot of it's due to just the little bit of overtraining that way or inflammation that I got going on. My body needs to deload and I need to go the other direction. But you need to change the program. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to do that. How about when clients are sick and they're like, "Hey, should I work out today? I kind of feel like I'm." And I'll be like, "No, you need to rest. Give your body time." Never do I fucking do that. Yeah, I oh every time, man. I'm like, I'm feeling kind of sick, and my clients are like, "You should probably not work out." And I'll be like, "I yeah, I probably shouldn't." But in my mind, I know when you leave, I'm gonna take some caffeine. I'm gonna fucking get at it, dude. <laughs> That's why, like, I mean, nurses, doctors, they're the worst patients. Yeah. Yeah, and they've all said that. My yeah. wife says it all the time. And she's the worst patient. Oh my gosh. So- I, I there isn't a, <laughs> there isn't a single time I didn't tweak something in my body where it was it wasn't I couldn't have prevented it. It wasn't like I'm like, oh my god, out of nowhere. It's always like boom, oh fuck, I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Well, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like every you time. know exactly what's going down. I also feel like that's also worst. what makes you makes us good trainers too though because we're we're always pushing those boundaries so to give us that feedback so that makes us better with our people i feel we gotta try it out well yeah right we hurt ourselves so we we know this is the yes we know this is the rule of thumb here but maybe i'm an exception let me see (laughs) nope i'm not (laughs) yeah you know Uh, this here's an example rules apply (laughs) something just popped in my head with poor programming um i saw someone do this at the gym the other day they were doing barbell squats and then in between barbell squats... Deadlifting. No, 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 no. That would be horrible too. But in between barbell squats, so they do the squats, then they'd immediately go and do planks or some other core exercise. So they're obviously feeling like, 
I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, instead of resting, I'm going to work my core yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. a weakness. So I'm resting while I'm doing my That core. is horrible. Yeah. Horrible programming. And I am waving my finger in the air. You can't see it, but I'm doing this weird thing right now. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, let me, no, no, no. Let me, now, that's a very easy example for me to explain. That's why I picked it because there's much more, uh, you know. There's lots of them. There's like lots that, of examples that, that are much, much, much harder, much more subtle. Here's an e- That's an easy one because you don't want to fatigue your core. When you're doing a barbell squat, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the bad worst. Idea. That's yeah. the worst yeah. thing you could possibly do. Even yeah. if you're wearing a belt, yeah, it's still yeah. a bad idea. That'd be like, honey, I want you to uh, 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 take all the air out of the front left tire, and I'm not <laughs> going to wear my seatbelt to go as fast as possible because that's a good combination of things to do. It's almost like that. Like you don't combine squat, you know, squats and, and some kind of core exercise in between. Well, I was just, but th- that's an example. Just like the deadlifting, squatting and then deadlifting uh, is, a, is a bad idea too. I know. Because the, the, you and let's explain that. Those I do are, that all the time. Those the, yeah, those muscles are so the, the first lift the squat is such a such a big compound gross movement super demanding super very de- very demanding and let's be honest the transverse abdominus is the is the support system for that so for you to turn around and do an exercise like a like a plank like you said or another deadlift that's that's going to fatigue that foundation and then turn right back around and then go right back into and a you squat think you're gonna have awesome performance like, going and then into that? And, yeah. and even if you could do it. The, to me, it's like, okay, well, then you would be able to do it that much better and probably even progress more or be able to lift heavier weight had you not been super at that. So what are you really getting out of doing that other exercise right. with it? And here, and here's a little, little, yeah. little bit of the nuance of programming, okay? You, don't, you typically don't want to combine squats and deadlifts on the same day, typically. Uh, if you do, there's a specific way to do it, but definitely not together, like one after the other. But check this out. Uh, squatting and then going to deadlifting, bad programming. Deadlifting and then going to squatting, worse programming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an example, same combination of exercises, but doing one before the other is even worse than doing the other no, before that's a, the other. That's a great example. Yeah. If, so it gives you, you if the, you were going to do a deadlift and a squat, you the squat same, first. Gonna, you squat yeah. first and then you deadlift first. Right, because the last thing you want to do is really fatigue that, that lumbar spine. <laughs> oh, I know. And then go squat. Oh, it's like so when bad. guys do back and buys as a combination for their split, and then they're going over there and they're doing all kinds of bicep curls, and then you're going to go over and do like a row or do-, do Oh, some, they do the biceps first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah a, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's an easy one too, but that's exactly It right. is, but you see that all the time, right? You see people doing that, and it's like, no. Establishing that movement and that recruitment and and then, then you take that into the road, and you're trying to recruit. Your, yeah, yeah. And that, and so talk like, about that's how you that's how you have a hard time engaging what you're supposed to because you've already fried the secondary muscles that are that are starting that movement, and now they can't even fire cro- uh, correctly. You, you know, know what I you know what I love right now? It's like our listeners are become, becoming so <laughs> ridiculously informed. Like they're in tune to our minds. They're becoming so they're becoming informed way more than the typical fitness consumer needs to be confer, you know uh, uh, informed. They don't need all this information. That's why they're all going to be badass, bro? But here's the thing: they're, I know this right now. Some of them listening right now are looking at their program or looking at a popular fitness celebrity's program and going breaking it down. Yeah, and they're going, "Oh yeah, shit! Like, all he's doing, <laughs> all all they're doing is giving me a bunch of There's leg exercises, a deadlift, and then a squat. Yeah, like right there. Yeah, or, or all they're doing Oops. is giving me a bunch of chest exercises. I don't understand." What's the programming? Why is that order? Why is that exercise order so important? Why? What's the tempo? What's the rest? What side what line, focus on? chest press, bro? And then you get into the fly right after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make a bunch of bunch of asshole fans. Let's go. <laughs> 17-year-old kid going on that no, you know, some fitness celebrities thing like your programming sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a th- here's a Tag thing. My at, pump. at the end of the day, you're a loser. The, I I mean I I did this post, you guys saw this on the forum and it was just happened to be on my mind recently. I, I did two posts the other night, right? I did the first the one about uh, you know, the epidemic that's in the bodybuilding industry right now. It's extremely popular right now for this to happen. Guy gets involved in body guy or girl, bikini and athlete. They get involved 
and their coach, they hire a coach, like 99% of them all have coaches. They hire a coach. <clears throat> they get some generic program. That they Which get. doesn't always mean a trainer. Am I correct? Oh, well, that's where I'm going here. Okay. It's like nine times out of 10, not a trainer. Okay. You know? So they, it's just a coach and this coach, you know, their experience is they're a pro or they, you know, have been competing for a long time or their uncle or brother did or whatever. And, uh, they hand these, these programs out. And then this person goes, and gets in phenomenal shape, goes and wins the show and looks great. And then now everyone's asking them for information and they see this opportunity like, wow, I wasn't really into being a personal trainer, but shit, I got all these people asking Now I'm going to be a coach. Now I'm going to be a coach and I'll just basically show them and teach them what I learned just from give my- Give them my carbon copy. Dude, program, it is like bro. this, it is ridiculous to me. And I, and I love when I run into somebody who's got some coaches, coaches, coach, you know, and then they go- and they show me what they're doing, and I'm like, "Well, how come? You, how come you're doing that? Like, oh, I don't know. He just told me this is what I have to do from this week to this week." And then, I, well, why though? I mean, what what did you tell him your goals are, or what you're trying to do, or what, what are they? What do they see that's wrong with you? Why would we do that? Like, uh, I don't know. I just that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I. That's what he had me do, and that's what I saw so and so, and they got in great shape doing that. I'm like, oh my dude, it's ridiculous, bro. It's like the the forum. Well, how, she yeah. was. I think she weighed 130, 140 pounds. She got some some uh, coaching from some fitness mm-hmm. person. I don't want to say their name. And uh, he sent her a carbon copy workout and told her to eat, uh, you know, what, what she should eat. 250? It was like something, 240 yeah, grams of protein. Something like that. Ugh, it's ridiculous. Two, for 130 pound, I think yeah. she's 130 well, pound chick. You, you what saw, the fuck? I don't eat that much protein. I know. You saw the other post know, I did on the forum, right? With the whole the whole salad, right? Some some key things with that. So I, I got teased the first time. So I went and talked to a bunch of coaches in the area before I decided to do this. I thought, well, okay, just because I'm a personal trainer, I have all this experience. I've never competed, so... I'm going to search out what I would th- would have thought were experts in the field. And it, things just didn't seem really fishy to me when I started asking like nutrition and program design type question. I'm like, well, that's okay. And I'm, I'm, and I'm at one day in salt and I'm not going to put anybody on blast on this radio show right now. But what I will tell you, I remember when I, when uh, I told him that he, he was asked, well, what are you going to eat? And I was going to go through my meal plan this. And then, you know, then I normally go here and I get this salad and I put this in. <laughs> Should we eat a salad, dude? You eat salads. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no macros in a salad. What a yeah, waste. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing that for, dude? And I'm like, well, well, what There's no protein that? in a salad. Yeah. Whoever this is, that was a great impression. I don't know this is. Oh, oh, dude. You need to. They totally need to own that. They did it yeah. just like that, bro, and made and made fun <laughs> yeah, of me. I love and it. And the, the best is, I didn't fire back or talk shit. I just kind of took it and thought to myself, like, whoa, <laughs> this is this is really bad. I just got made fun of We're for doing cool, something bro. really healthy. And yeah, <laughs> you just like, got punked. Yeah, you like, got punked. Yeah, and and I happened to be with them, with them or the coach and you know three or four of their athletes, and they all kind of laughed and chuckled at me and i was like oh wow these guys are all idiots like <laughs> nobody, nobody really understands like there's there's a whole other side to this other than just getting hella shredded and lean like yeah. you just super ripped like how about the health benefits of what i why i would eat something like that you know it, it's fu- <laughs> health yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah is that a bicep or something is that like a bicep dork so, yeah. <clears throat> it's funny it's, you, you called them all idiots i have a friend of mine who listens to the show and she's a huge fan she's been listening now to, to she's listening almost every episode now and she's like, sometimes you guys sound a little arrogant. And uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, now I'm going to get serious. Uh, we're, we're not calling people idiots because we're ar- arrogant. We're calling people idiots because they're idiots. There's a lot of fucking idiots in, in, the, in the social media fitness world, in the coach it's fitness world. unfortunate and I, true, and, I, and listen, I don't mean they're idiots because they don't know fitness. No, because that would make them ignorant. They're idiots because they're actually really stupid too. Like yeah. there's not a lot of shit that they know, and these are the these are these people shouldn't design anything, let oh, alone a fitness. And they'll program. defend their idiocy. 
that now and that, it's scary to no, me. It's that, really I'm frightening. Gla- I'm glad you brought that up because there has been a couple <laughs> yeah. people that have have said that we come off that way a little bit. <laughs> oh, you me, heard you a couple people. Too? You know, I, I've, I've I'm heard, sorry. I've We're heard, not. I've heard someone say that. And here's the thing: like, it, it, if we talk that way about because you will not hear me. There's a lot of people that you know they get a lot of learning to do, and they're they're on their journey of being a better trainer. You will never hear me talk about that, especially when they're in the process of growing and learning, and they meet somebody like the gentleman that are in the room with me, and they actually ask questions and they listen to Mind Pump, and they're they're trying to grow. And that like I'm not gonna punk. What I am gonna punk. So if you punk me about something that I know a lot more than you do about, and you don't know that, yeah. then I'm gonna call you an idiot because well, yeah. And that's when you hear that's, us. That, and that's literally what happens. And, and that's exactly that's the only time that. We we come across that way. It's the only time I would yeah. ever refer to someone as an idiot is if I have been insulted by somebody who doesn't realize <laughs> if it's actual I, fact checking. Yeah, I know yeah. a shit ton more about what you are making fun of me about right now, and you have no idea. You have no idea that I know that, and that yeah. that's the situation I'm talking about right now. Is that I would draw circles around these guys with program design and nutrition, and then they're making fun of me because I'm telling them how I eat, and I'm thinking, whoa. This is a fucking problem because we're talking to somebody right now who's got hundreds of people underneath them. And is not seeking new information. Yeah, like, whoa. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll stop eating salads. Hey, I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. (laughs) So like, (laughs) well, I'm going to go on Mind Pump and call these guys idiots now. And that's how that plays out. It's not, (laughs) you know, it's literally not like we just go around and we pick, which back again, and this will be the fourth time I've said this on, on Mind Pump, we are not out here. To go pick on all these people because no, 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 no. we get tagged all the time on social no. media. Oh, we like um, the tags because we look at them, we talk about it, but yeah. we're not trying to bully anybody. No, and there is there's a lot. In the, it's becoming more popular right now. It seems like a little bit of a trend. It now. is. It's, uh, in fact, I don't even know what it means. Right, the, uh, calling out potatoes. They call them potatoes. So potato what is, is that? that? Yeah, potatoes internet slang for retarded. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Is yeah. that really what it yeah, means? Potato, retarded. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to use that. Uh, okay, yeah. So I, I see. That just shows <laughs> you. I'll just say retarded. I don't even. Yeah, that's better. Well, so that's that. that <laughs> Somehow it's better. Potato, so PC. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that. There's, there's a big trend right now going around Sounds on people on people me. doing that, and you know, to each their own. If that he or she is is making I'm a Irish. business out of doing that, and let's be honest, to, what that reminds me of, it reminds me of like um, Jerry Springer. You know, they're in the business of finding drama, finding a bunch of rednecks that live in a trailer and beat each other and then putting it on television and then doing this stuff or finding all these little nuances in these programs and people are are doing all this bullshit with Photoshopping and then punking them and making this big old, uh, you know, drama. You know what, though? It is a little bit of a check and balance, though. I, part of me doesn't like well, it because of the yeah. bullying, and part of me is like, you know what? There needs to be a check and balance. <laughs> well, <laughs> let them hash it out. We'll, we'll watch. This is where I'm where I'm heading with this. Is I'm not gonna. I would not talk down to that person. Either. If you're, if that's your. I think that's okay. That's, too. that's just not us. Though. Yeah, it's not what yeah, we're. That's about. not our it's, cause. It is exactly. Yeah, we are yeah. not here to call people idiots. We're not here to punk people. And if we do come off that way, let me tell you, it's it's justified. If I call someone an idiot, it's yeah. not because I'm just I'm butt hurt or they hurt my feelings. No. It's like no, no, it's the challenge. No, they're stupid. The if I call you stupid, you. you're stupid. Yeah. That's yeah. just that's just it. It's not Dude, an arrogant like, thing. If I can CrossFit, that. if CrossFit decided, hey, we're gonna eliminate like these flaws that like you know we've brought up multiple times, and like they they institute that, I'm gonna be the first supporter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's hard for me to say. Oh, I I agree. But Sal and I went to a CrossFit box day. Yeah. We didn't okay, work we're out. Not in there. friends anymore. No, no, no. We didn't work out in there. We didn't work out. <laughs> our good, our good friend uh, Ronnie. Yes. Uh, owns. Oh, the you place. went to Ronnie. Yeah, we yeah. went to Ronnie. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, we went. And how's he, dude? And let me good tell you this, something. As much shit as we talk about CrossFit, Ronnie is a good trainer. Dude, he was always a good trainer. He's a though, great going trainer. Going into it, knows yeah. it. No, he's just a good trainer. Knows yeah. the shit. We would love to have him on the show. 
and I'm talking about it here so he gets a little pressure. We're gonna we're gonna send this episode to him. <laughs> yeah, because he's a smart dude, knows his shit, he's charismatic. I think it'd be fun of to have course. on and yeah. talk yeah, shit and, awesome. and, and poke at. It'd be fun to poke at him on <laughs> yeah, the show. It would. Yeah. So yeah, we're not we're not like uh, uh we we're not we're not that like, that way. And I feel like I, I have heard from a few people. I think it's important that we we address that and we point. Well, it's out the there. checks and balances. This is the thing. Like I don't like bullying, but. These are people that are influencing lots of people. Some of these pages have millions of followers. There's lots of kids following this advice. Some of it's borderline dangerous. A lot of it's just wasted your time. You know, fitness advice. Um, you know, they're selling. I got tagged on a fucking cream the other day that you rub on for the pump because it, you know rub it on your bicep for a better bicep pump. And you know, someone tagged me. He's like, "Oh, you know, check this out. What do you think?" And I'm like, "It's you know, I had to say like it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. There has to be some checks Garbage. and balances because people are wasting their money." And potentially getting injured or sick, like the like yeah. the girl who you know was eating 240 grams of protein a day. Um, it's 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 that's that's okay with me. It's okay with those checks and balances because there are none. They went they got away with it for too fucking long. Yeah. And uh, now now it's time. I yeah. think now the internet's gonna start hitting them back a little bit. Yeah. And that's fine with me. So so don't yeah. get our that's don't true. get our cocks confused with cocky. That's right. That's true. Ooh, I like that. And uh, with that, uh, please subscribe to Mind Pump. Leave us a five star rating. And your gut in the butt thing. <laughs> and a review. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>